welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. This is episode 10 of season seven, and uh, our season is entitled Burning Yet Flourishing, part two. We've been discussing the spiritual disciplines, and today we're going to discuss feasting and fellowship. Yes. Really, I should say fellowship and feasting. Yeah, I, we're going to start with, even though it's entitled Feasting and Fellowship, I made a last minute decision. We're going to start with fellowship yeah. and then go to feasting. Yeah. This excites me. Just so everyone knows, our next season, season eight coming up, the entire one is really revolving around feasting. Yeah. So it's like a teaser. A teaser. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So we're talking about spiritual disciplines and, and, um, and, and thinking of fellowship as a discipline is, is kind of weird. Like, it's uncommon. You don't it's hear un- people talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and part of this is, um, has to do with the application of the word of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, a spiritual discipline is a habit that's helping us kind of conform to the image of God. It's, 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 it's what is, um, again, the spirit of God and the word of God is what's working in our lives. Fellowship with other Christians is is something that's helping in that process. Mm-hmm. Like my sanctification will will be will progress in keeping in fellowship with the my saints. brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, with the saints. Yep. So so I'm gonna start off and, and talk a little bit about fellowship and kind of what the idea behind that word is. Um so if you look up a dictionary, it'll say something like it's a group of people or an organization with the same purpose, mm. which is, which is great. And I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, one of the dictionaries I, I looked up, it said, um, it had this definition old fashioned, the old fashioned, mm-hmm. it's a, a friendly feeling that exists between people who have a shared interest or are doing something as a group. Mm. Okay. So here we go. I think a lot of times when we think of fellowship, we we think of the so-called old-fashioned, mm-hmm. thing, right? So, um, so it's like hanging out with people, yeah, and really? and uh, we have a shared interest, and so or same feeling about something, and it and it's kind of brings us together, brings us together, you know, and it's it's that that's the 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 idea of a fellowship, mm-hmm. but I but I think the 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 one. Uh, 
that it's a group of people with the same purpose is, is a lot more in tune to what I think scripture talks about when it's talking about fellowship. Our communion with each other is, is with Christ mm-hmm. who has given us our purpose, a purpose. Uh-huh. We're, we're in Christ to, to go and make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe whatsoever I've commanded. Um, and lo, he'll be with us even to the end of the age, right? So there's this, there's this commission that he gave to his apostles that that commission has been given to us. We're a kingdom of priests to serve our God, a peculiar people. And, um, and we're on this mission, mm-hmm. right? We're in a, we're, um, Satan, um, Satan was the ruler of this earth and he's still alive and well, mm-hmm. you know, um, but Christ came and um, he's plundered. He demoted him. Yes. And we are, we are pursuing and expanding the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm a big Tolkien fan. And most people who aren't Christians, when you hear fellowship, the, they immediately think of, oh, fellowship of the ring. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in the, in the, um, in the trilogy and, and the, and, and, Tolkien has a Christian view, right? Middle earth has been taken over by this demonic power that's seeking to do everyone harm. Mm-hmm. And the, the key is this ring of power that needs to get destroyed in this, in, in the heart of the enemy's territory. Mm-hmm. And so they put together men, dwarves, elves, and hobbits. They have nothing to do with each other. Men and elves, you know, kind of have some fellowship, but not much, but certainly not elves and dwarves. They're enemies, mm-hmm. right? There's all this animosity between them there. There's this thing, but, but this group of assembled uh, people or races or however you want to put it, who have nothing really in common. Yeah. Except the purpose of defeating the enemy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, this this purpose unites them. It unites them all, and they're willing to 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 die for one another mm-hmm. to accomplish this purpose. And that's that's felt. That's a fellowship, mm-hmm. right? So Christ unites us to Himself by His Spirit, and we have communion with each other as we have communion with Christ. The same spirit that's in me is in you, mm-hmm. right? It's the spirit of Jesus Christ. And and we're on a, he's given us a commission, a, a mission. Yep. So what I've noticed is when there's true fellowship, um, we're together because of a common purpose. Mm-hmm. And we're trying, we're seeking to accomplish that purpose. There tends to be within that group um, a, a desire to do well, a desire to, um, correct course, a desire to, um, put up with all sorts of little things that are irritating, irritating or uncomfortable for the sake of the purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's there's a a, a deeper um, kinship to them to where you would sacrifice for the other mm-hmm. in order to accomplish the purpose. Mm-hmm. When when we lose that understanding of that our fellowship is in Christ and Christ has a purpose for us, that then our our fellowship kind of devolves into just like we have a same interests social time yeah and then we argue about you know what the social time should be like mm-hmm. or what color the carpet is or yeah inconsequential things inconsequential things because what we're what we're doing is inconse- is is not very consequential right we have forgotten why we're together yeah uh-huh yeah so i, I when i was pastoring it this was a always a big issue with music right we, like why are we sing? Why can't we sing these this song? Mm-hmm. I go, it's a fine song. Some of them, <laughs> a lot of them were not fine songs. But you know, this is a fine song. But this is the purpose of why we're here together on the Lord's Day is to renew our covenant with Him, and we do this through these things. Yeah. Right? There's these. There's an order by which we're. Um, we have put this service to renew our covenant. You know, we talked about this in a previous episode about. You know, it's like the king is Jesus and he's, he has called us to him. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to praise this King yep. because he is the King. Um, and then, and then we're going to give an account for our failings over the last week since last time we met and he commanded us to do things. And so we confess our sins Then he gives his grace to us, his mercy and forgives us. Um, and then we give him we give him thanks. Um, we offer to him our tribute, you know, like our tithes. Mm-hmm. We, um, we then, uh, um, uh, you know, and, and then we, we listen to his word and we say yes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, we also give to him our supplications. Oh, King, here's what we need. Right. And, yep. and then, uh, and then we, uh, we eat and drink together mm-hmm. at the Lord's table, and then we're sent back into the world to accomplish his purposes that he has set. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing on a Sunday morning. That's the Lord's day. It's not about how I feel. It's not about having the spiritual experience. experience. It's about renewing our covenant with our king and, and, and going out. And so this group that says yes together and are sent out together, we have fellowship based around this purpose. Um. And, and I think when most of a church's time is spent trying to figure out how we could just find fun things to do in order to create some sort of affection for one another, it's, it's kind of missing the mark. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, to, to do that. You know, the more you see each other, the more you hang out, the more you get to know each other, the 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 affections grow. Yep. But when we want true fellowship with one another, it's got to be for the sake of purpose or mission. Yeah, kingdom work. Kingdom work. Yeah. So, um, so when we're talking about what, you know, our purposes and our mission and we need support and prayer, we, we do it. We rally around each other and we, you know, and no, no one cares that. Yeah. There's whatever 
silly thing that people can get bent out of shape on. No, no one cares because we're doing the we're doing the mission. Right. I have something controversial I could add to this conversation. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> um, I think this is a massive problem in women's ministry specifically. Okay. Not every church. I want to be very careful. Yeah. But it's something to at least consider, ladies, that your time spent should be kingdom focused. Otherwise, maybe it's not needed. Maybe it's just redundancy and a waste of people's time. Because there's a lot of kingdom work that we as women need to be doing. Yeah. And sometimes the social um, things take us away from the work we actually should be doing. Yeah. Can I add to that? Yeah. Okay. So everyone's going to go. Ron's bringing up complaining because Allison brought up women. Please, please, ladies and gentlemen, this, Allison has finished a thought. I am this is a new thought. This is a new topic. Um, the hate mail's coming in, Allison. It's okay. We, we can handle it. I, I, I want to add to is, is that, um, one of the things that can be an indicator is if our quote time together is spent a lot with complaining mm-hmm. rather than working towards, if you remember last session, right, we talked about study, meditation, contemplation, right? And there's this, there's this sense in which when we know, understand, and apply God's word, we begin to reflect on it and we meditate on it and it, cha- it, it seeks to change our affection, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There are some things that we're to do as Christians in our, in our homes, as, as husbands and wives, as fathers and mothers, um, as um, people in our world, as neighbors, as, you know, our, in our jobs and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, that we, we must do these things and we, we don't like it. And so we get stuck on complaining and we never learn to let the spirit of God and the word of God change our affections that we might love the thing that we're to do. Mm -hmm. Right. God's not telling us to do these things because he's mean. Right. But because these are good and true. Mm -hmm. And, and when you do them, it's beautiful. And why is it that we don't love the beauty? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, because we're in our sin. Right. And it's hard. And so we, we have a tendency to complain. Well, how about we work on learning to love what must be done? Mm-hmm. Right. And then that, that, and, and that's where fellowship can really be strong. So I, I played football a lot and then coached football for many, many years. Um, and I, I, there's so many times where I went, man, I wish the church was a lot like football. Hmm. That's interesting. You know? Yeah. You, you got a bunch of guys who without football would have nothing to do with each other. Mm-hmm. They're jerks on the football team. They're great guys on the football team and we're all playing together mm-hmm. and they're our brothers and we're going to fight for them. And, and because we're, we have a purpose. Yeah. 
And the purpose is greater than us. Mm-hmm. Right? Purpose is greater than us. And we're going to fight. I, we had a linebacker in college who was a great guy. He was a good football player. He wasn't a great football player. I'm, I'm just being completely honest about it. He was a good football player, wasn't a great football player. He was a great leader. Mm. And he was elected by his teammates as captain of our football team. Freshman came in, linebacker, was better than him. One point, he went to the coach. Why isn't he starting? Why isn't he playing more? Like he, mm. It would be best for the team yep. if that guy yep. was playing instead of me. Mm-hmm. Captain of the football team. Yeah. And this is because you know, we all have egos. Egos get in the way. Mm-hmm. But when there's true fellowship and a true desire for the, the, the good of the team and for the, the, the mission that's been set out, there's sacrifice. Yeah. Right. You, you do that. And there's accountability. Yeah. Um, my, my junior year in um, college, we had our losing season. It was the first losing season our team had in, I think, 13 years. Like for a long time, it was a losing season. And, um, and I hated it. It was the first time I've ever been on a team that was a losing team. I hated it. Mm-hmm. It was awful. The very day after our last game of the season, when we went like two and eight or something, um, a group of us got together, um, a couple of us captains, and, and we just sat and talked about this can't happen again. We will not lose again. We're not going to be a losing team. And we came up with it. One of the reasons was is that a, uh, a lot of our coaching staff got picked off by bigger division schools. We didn't have the junior college transfers that normally came in. And we had people who should have been ready to play not ready because they didn't put in the effort in the offseason. Mm. So we just said, we're not going to lose again. Everyone's going to work out. We don't see someone in the gym. Mm-hmm. We're going to come to your, we, so we, we're going to, we're going to come to your. Find you. At 6 a.m. And we're going to drag you to the weight room. Mm-hmm. We said that. We talked to the coach, you know, it's the season's done. We can't have like an official team meeting, but the coach could get a room for us. And we called the meeting. We got all the players together. We just told them, this is what we're doing. And if you, if you're not in the gym, we're coming to get you. Mm-hmm. Well, sure enough, it wasn't that long. There's a guy, I'm not going to use full names, Eric, you know, this, this tall freshman who's got the, all the potential in the world, you know, as a defensive lineman. And uh, he hadn't been in the gym for a while. So 6 a.m., we come knocking on his door in the dorms. He doesn't answer. Well, luckily, I got a key. We break into his room. We dragged him out of bed. We took him to the weight room, forced him to work out. And we said, we'll see you tomorrow at six. No, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it. No, not until you, pre- we got, came out at six in the morning, dragged him out of bed and did it again. Well, guess what that does to the rest of the team? All oh, these guys are serious. Mm-hmm. Guess what happened? The following year, after all the newspaper, they all said, you know, we were not going to make it. Um, we ended up ranked 16th in the nation. Awesome. But we had no superstars, no All-Americans, no nothing. We we're all a bunch of nobodies. Just hard workers. And we just. Just faithful. It was my favorite season. Mm-hmm. We weren't that great. I mean, we didn't, we barely won, but we won. Mm-hmm. And because we willed it. 
Mm-hmm. That's that was that's fellowship. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I like. We're gonna, you know, yeah, hold each other. Go, you're missing church. We're gonna if you don't show up, I'm gonna come down and grab you at six a.m. and pull you out of bed and make you do your devotions. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right? Are we serious about this or not? Right. Okay, I I know I'm I'm. This sounds a little radical. Um, but but to be caught up in the purposes of God in this world. And to be pursuing it in such a way as a husband, as a father, as a, you know, wife or mother, as a neighbor, as a, a churchman, it, it, it's, it, and then that's, that's our fellowship. Yeah. It is the most important work we do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then so to people, so this is my dream, right? Is that members of a church know that they, people have their back. Mm-hmm. Because we're in this together, not as a social club, mm-hmm. but as God's people in fulfilling God's mission. Yep. Right. Which leads us to feasting. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, if, if so, I, I want to distinguish a couple of things here as we go into feasting. Well, first of all, again, just. We don't do enough of it. We don't. We could start there. We need more feasting. Yeah. Yeah, so the people of God need more feet. All right, so again, we're we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Remember back when we used to win football games? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's sad. I I still believe in love. Me too. Yeah, I, yeah. It's gonna it's just gonna happen. It's we're rebuilding. It's gonna it's gonna be good. You know, two more years we'll be in the Super Bowl. Uh, you heard it first here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just takes it takes a little bit of time. Yep. So three years as starter, he'll get there. But here's the thing. We have all been in Green Bay, Wisconsin, together with friends, watch the game. There's the victory. And we're, we're eating brats and, yep. eat, you know, and we're, it's good. Yep. Like we're talking about the game We're we're, it's, it's this, we're together because of a particular thing this this game um and it's particularly joyful when there's a victory our team wins right yeah this is this is god made us this way mm-hmm. as humans to be able to feast to 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 celebrate to have joy right and um and so feasting as a christian as a spiritual discipline is when the fellowship has cause to celebrate, mm-hmm. which is every Sunday, first mm-hmm. of all, right? Yes. It's the Lord's Day. Why we get, why do we gather together on Sundays, Allison? Because it's the day the Lord rose from the dead. Yeah. And what did that accomplish? It, it uh, rescued us from our sin. Yeah. So it's a massive reason to celebrate. And death and hell and victory over Satan and his yes. power. And the kingdom of light has come in and the kingdom of darkness is fleeing away. We are. That never gets old. Yeah. We're, we should be doing the wave in the sanctuary, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. Woo. No, it doesn't get old. And it's, and it's, and it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a proper time to, to be joyful. Yes. And to celebrate and, and as feast implies with food and, you know, good food and, and, and that, and the joy of it is just, it's, we just got done worshiping. 
Yes. We just we just communed with the Lord. And and we take what happened at the table and bring it to our table mm-hmm. on, on the Lord's day. And um and this I I I think is is a this pattern of of ordinary time with feasting. Mm-hmm. Um it helps develop our affections towards the Lord and a desire for his return. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. You know, um, he, he promised his disciples, you know, that he'll eat and drink with us again in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Right? And we long for it. Every time we take the, the Lord's uh, table, we, we eat the bread, we drink the wine, his body and blood. Um, we're participating in the feast to come. Yep. It's a foretaste. And, and that, that should, that, that produces that longing for it. And we, and as we celebrate, as we continue the celebration of that at, at home, um, around the table with our family, with friends, what have you. Yep. It's, it's, um, it, it's just building upon that foretaste that we had on mm-hmm. and the service and, and now at home. Yeah. And it, and it becomes a day, you know, the Sabbath was uh, called the day of delight. Well, you can't do all these things, right? The Old Testament law. Mm-hmm. But it, it, but there's a purpose in that. You're resting in God. You're resting in his promises. You're re- it's, it's good. Yeah. It is a del- day of delight. And it and it doesn't have to be. This sounds. This is going to sound really counterintuitive, Allison. But our but our time of feasting, especially on the Lord's Day, doesn't have to be extra special. Mm-hmm. Does that that makes sense. Yeah. In in other words, it's it's not somehow we're just going to go all out every Sunday. Mm-hmm. It it's just coming in the reminder of what we're doing and it's it is good to have some good food yeah right yep my um um and which often requires preparation yeah it does i know there is there are a group of people who um live in a different place and they have their sabbath meal on saturdays yeah saturday night yeah and i just personally the person preparing the food I like that pattern because it's like kicking off the Sabbath yeah, and also provides space for the food preparer to have a little more rest on the Sabbath day. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't have to look that way. Yeah, it doesn't, but it's, it is a great, and just so you know, um, this is, it's funny the the way the Bible accounts for time is, um, the day, the new day starts with the sun down. Mm-hmm. Right. It's from sundown to sundown. Yes. So this so the Sabbath were, you know, the old testament Sabbath was Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Right. And so you see this sometimes in the in Catholic churches still to this day. Um, they'll have Sunday morning masses, but they also have Saturday um evening yes. uh, mass. Yes. And it's and it's not that they're cheating i've I've had to correct so many people it's 
No, it's the Lord's Day. Like yeah. it's it starts the evening. It's, before. It starts the evening before. Yeah. This is why Christmas Eve services, right? It's celebrating Christmas. You, it, it's in the eve, mm-hmm. like evening to morning. Anyway, um, that's a gr- great way to do it. Uh, in our family, um, growing up, and I think, and my wife has been was great at this too. Is um, uh, crockpot meals. Yes. Or instant pot. Or instant pot. Instant pot's even better. Let's save us time. Yeah. But but the idea is like you're it's Sunday morning, you wake up and you can already smell the feast. Preparing. Preparing. Mm-hmm. And the effect that, so if you guys don't know what I look like, I look like a man who loves to eat. And it's true. <laughs> I'm a gift. I'm a rather gifted eater. I think that's great. Uh, you you take delight in. I do. I love food. In feasting. I do, and um, the effect that has on me to smell this food, to anticipate when I get home, we're going to eat this roast or this whatever it might be. Yep. It's just it it it's it's great, and I and I know that for a lot of people that might not. They might not take it the same way as I. That's just the way my. Yeah. I'm I'm just geared that way, but it's just that 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 helps in the prep the that preparation anticipation helps in the anticipation. Yeah. It's part of the whole ritual of the day. Yeah, I mean, I would say even for my own children, having recipes that I make again so that they're familiar, like they'll smell it and they'll be like, "Oh, oh we're having." Yeah you know, beef stew tonight or mom made banana bread, you know? So there's this familiarity that, that elicits anticipation and yeah. makes them feel loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you really want to make it special, just fry some bacon that morning, yeah. Sunday morning. That, that pretty that, much that does aroma, it for everybody. <laughs> anyway. Um, so there, there's other, so I, I want to do though is, is distinguish. There's also been in the history of the church, different days in which there are more special feasts. Yeah. You might say. Yep. Um, in the old Testament, uh, in the old covenant, there were three main feasts that were celebrated. Um, there was a feast of Passover, mm-hmm. which, you know, is the celebrating the, um, Exodus, right? Yeah. The and, deliverance, the, the deliverance from, Egypt. from Egypt. There was the feast of booths. Um, which celebrated the time of which they were um, in the desert wandering mm-hmm. and God provided for them manna mm-hmm. and such. Um, and it, it also is um, connected to the giving of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also called Pentecost. Um, and then there's there's uh, the Feast of um, Trumpets. I think it is. Feast of Trumpets? I'm missing. No, that's, wait, wait. Feast of Passover, Feast of Booths, no, and Pentecost, those three. Yeah. The, okay. And Feast of Pentecost has to do with the first fruits and also the giving of the law in Sinai because it's 50 days after the Passover. Okay. okay. Yeah. Those were required by the, the, the law. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the New Testament, God, this new covenant, um, all the feasts in the past were shadows of... What was to come. What was to come. Yeah. Christ. And so in the New Testament, you see there's no command. 
to celebrate feasts, mm-hmm. right? That because um, all of them have been on a specific sh- day, yeah, right, those, yeah. Those feasts of the past were shadows of the real, and now the real has come. Yes, and and um, the the Lord's Day service and mm-hmm. and communion they kind of encompass everything. Yes, right. So the the um, so that that's that's that, but. Um, the evangelical feasts, you might say, that have been universal throughout church history um, have, have really been um, the celebration of Christ's incarnation, mm-hmm. the nativity. We celebrate that on December 25th. Um, it's been um, Good Friday when Jesus died, mm-hmm. followed by Easter when Christ arose from the dead, mm-hmm. Pentecost when he um, gave the spirit and then also Ascension. I want to throw that one in there and that one's kind of gone out of favor. And I think because it's on a Thursday, it's, it's an it's, inconvenient it's, day. Yeah. It's 40 days. It's 40 days after his resurrection. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, any, any, any he's taken into heaven and sends to the right hand of the father 10 days later is Pentecost. When he sends his spirit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And others that have also kind of been in there have been things like Epiphany, yeah, which is um, which originally had two uh, events. It was celebration of um, the the wise men coming, the Magi from the east, yeah, because it's, Epiphany has this idea of manifestation. Uh, it's the manifestation of Jesus as the Christ to the Gentile world, mm-hmm. um, and then. Uh, it was also the wedding feast of Cana, which was his first miracle in which his disciples, he revealed his glory to his disciples. Yeah. Um, so this, this epiphany in both those occasions were kind of the, the focus. In um, more recent in history, the wedding feast of Cana is celebrated once every three years during this epiphany season. Hmm. Um, I like the idea of recovering that part of the of epiphany that's january 6th yep um and then the church has also looked at other special sundays that they tend to you know eight days after christmas jesus was circumcised yeah i made a big deal about that there was a feast of circumcision Mm -hmm. and people go what why right well it's the celebration that jesus um what was obedient to the law. Like his, he, he, he took on all the requirements of the law, including circumcision on the eighth day. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is the understanding that he took on the requirements of the law upon himself and he perfectly obeyed them. And then he died on the cross and it kind of frees us from that Friendly kind of hope. works righteousness. Yeah. Where his, uh, his, Active obedience is imputed to us mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and so th- there are times and occasions in which the church has gathered together to contemplate, right? So it's, it's not, it's, you know, the study, meditation, and contemplation of this particular event in the life of Jesus. Yep. Um, or in the life of the church. Yep. And then... As the church continued to grow and different things happened where God manifests and says his presence in the church through missionary 
you know, through different saints. Mm-hmm. And by saint, I mean a believer. Yeah, Christians. <laughs> yeah. Who just, um, you know, we have some superstars on our team. That's that's the idea. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're somehow um, ontologically better than us. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just that their life is exemplary. Is, is exemplary. Yeah. And they're worthy of emulating. Emulating. So, um, you know, so like, you know, Christmas is coming, right? So there's a season of Advent that prepare, and all this stuff is going to be talked about in the next season. Yeah. But I'm just giving an example. Yeah. So Christmas is coming and the se- the time of preparation is called Advent. Mm-hmm. The, the Advent or the coming of Christ. Yeah. And, um, you know, Winnie and I were one time talking about, like, okay, we're going to raise our kids in this culture. What are we going to do about Santa Claus? Because, you know, you can't escape yeah. Santa Claus Christmas. And we thought, well, let's, let's not talk about Santa Claus. Let's talk about St. Nicholas. Mm-hmm. That's who Santa Claus is supposed to be, is St. Nicholas. Yep. Who was a real man, man who did outstanding things for the kingdom of God. Mm. And so let's talk about St. Nicholas and what he did as, as a bishop. And I'm not going to go into it right now because it'll be on a future podcast. Um, but he's, he has a particular day um, that he celebrates, St. Nic- Nicholas Day. And, I, and it's like, well, why don't we, why don't we do St. Nicholas Day? Like we'll celebrate that mm-hmm. as a feast, giving thanks to God for Nicholas mm-hmm. and what he did and his example. And, you know, we put out the stockings, we, we give presents, you know, some presents. Yeah. Um, we have our, our Nicholas stuff out. So there's you know, Santa Claus's around, around yeah. you know, uh-huh. um, and, and we have particular tradition around St. Nicholas day and, and celebrating this feast of, and giving thanks to God for his life and his example. Um, and then we, Put it all away and don't worry about Saint Santa Claus anymore. Because mm-hmm. Christmas is about the advent of Jesus. Yeah. We're going to talk about Jesus. Um, the Swedes have this this wonderful tr- tradition. Um, Saint Lucy, Santa Lucia. Um, she was uh, she was. You might have seen this in pictures where there's a girl dressed up in a white robe with a red sash and candles in their hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a, a wealthy Christian. Um, who was betrothed to a pagan and um, she denied, she wouldn't wouldn't marry him. him. And she was using her wealth to feed the persecuted church. Mm -hmm. And so she'd strap torches on her head and take trays of food into the catacombs to feed Christians. Mm -hmm. Well, the the jilted lover was so mad at this that he turned her in and they, um, they uh, wanted her to renounce her faith. They plucked her eyes out. They ended up burning her, you know, killing her. Mm. Um, and she she was stayed faithful. Uh, there was a famine in Sweden at one point, and um, one of the priests or pastors there had a dream that that at the port a ship was coming in with food, and uh, Santa Lucia was. She had this vision of this woman with candles in her hair, you know, this, this mm-hmm. torch and, you know, stuff. And she recognized that as Lucia or St. Lucy. And, um, so on December 13th, they have San Lucia day. And the tradition of Sweden is 
You get all your preparation for Christmas done before Lucia Day, and the parents will sleep in that day. And the oldest daughter would come in with trays of food, with candles in her hair, you know, that type, mm-hmm. they dressed up in that, and they'd have these Lucia pageants. And I, I'm um, half Swedish, and um, I, I, I originally was in a denomination that had a lot of Swedish heritage in it, and Santa Lucia was a big deal. And so we, we've done that too at our home, mm-hmm. right? So that, so that we had this, we're ordering our time in a way in which we're, we're remembering Nicholas. Yep. We're remembering Lucy. Again, we're, it's the idea is we're not worshiping the, them. We're thanking God yeah. for their life and their service and the example they are to us. And then, and if we could get all our preparation done by the 13th of December, we're, we're, anticipating Christmas yeah. without the hustle and bustle. Hustle and bustle. Less hustle and bustle. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And the hustle and Love bustle. That. And this is the other part. We'll talk about this more. But ladies and gentlemen, the hustle and bustle to get everything ready for Christmas is just part of preparation. Mm. For some reason, pastors love to criticize all that and say your focus is not. No, the only reason we're doing all this is because of Jesus. Yeah. Like the, Yep. Like instead of good work to be doing, instead of condemning what all these moms and dads are doing for their kids in the celebration of the birth of Jesus, which isn't until December 25th, Christmas starts on the 25th and goes for 12 days. It's the commercial world that says it's Christmas quote season from, I don't know, it used to be Thanksgiving. Now I think it's right after Halloween. So, yeah. Right. No, you should be focusing on Jesus. Well, this is how we we're getting prepared. Yeah, we can't. Right. Focusing on Jesus requires. Yeah. If you've ever work. had a, if you've ever had a child, there's a lot of preparation that happens before that child is born. Yeah. You're getting your the room ready. You're making sure the cribs up. You, you do, there's there's a lot of hustle and bustle. prepare, And no one's going, well, you don't care anything about your children. You should be contemplating that the birth of your child rather than do all this hustle and bustle. No, it's all about the child. Right. Same with Christmas. Anyhow, yeah. that's a real side note that I didn't plan on going on, Allison. That's okay. There'll be more of that. We're excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but this idea of feasting, taking time to celebrate and remember and give thanks to God for the examples of, of other Christians in the past and to remember and contemplate the works that Christ has done for us and for the church um, is worthy of celebration and enjoying and celebrating. And that also then contributes to um, changing our affections, right? Um, sanctifying us, making us desire to be more like those people. Yeah. Right. It, it, I often think about the verse that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Like that's what we're doing yeah. when we're feasting yeah. and celebrating. Yeah. It's not, it's not eating for the sake of eating. Right. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's feasting for the sake of um, celebrating these things that are good and, yep. and that, that we want to impress on our minds and hearts as well as in our children's. Yeah. Like imagine... Imagine a, a child wanting to be a, a football player. I'm, I keep going back to football. That's okay. Football is life. That's no, what you know. Right? Um, 
but never being able to, uh, uh, never being allowed to have a model football player. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, growing up, this is going to sound really horrible, but you know, I'm growing up in the seventies. Like every kid wanted to be OJ Simpson. Yep. You know, you, 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 except for Ted Buck, he wanted to be Franco Harris. That's a whole nother story. But there's always this people like in baseball, I wanted to be Reggie Jackson. So I would swing my bat like Reggie Jackson and my dad would yell at me, you're not Reggie Jackson. If you know, don't, don't take those bit, don't hit for the fences, you know, just anyway, but, but this is, so we need to present to our, our family, like how is faith lived out? Well, let me tell you about Boniface. Yeah. Right. Let me talk, tell you about Ansgar. Let me tell you, talk to you about Lucy. Let me, let me talk to you about, you know, Perpetua, yeah. St. Nick. You know, all these men and women of the faith who who just did amazing things and often at the risk of their own life. Mm-hmm. Their lives that are worthy to emulate. Mm-hmm. Like let's yep. let's let's do more of this than less than it. And and that'll be the theme next next season. Yes. I think the 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 reformed Protestant we we kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater. We got to swing back a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I hope this season was uh, edifying to you all. And um, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 